Thank you, Sam, and uh, good morning. And uh, it's great to uh, have the opportunity to share together today. I, uh, I've been looking forward to, uh, to sharing. This is a great chapter, and, uh, and it's been a blessing for me as I've looked at it. Uh, this morning we've got uh, Andrew and uh, Devon and um, uh, Pat are up the back there. I can tell you, Pat has not had a shave today. Uh, and Sam, thanks for, uh, for leading us this morning. I learned a little secret about Sam this morning. He shared with us that he's quite experienced when it comes to these TV appearances. Uh, told us that he'd been on uh, one of the talent shows years ago, Kevin Dennis New Faces. So you'd have to be one of the older members to remember that. But well done, Sam. <clears throat> it's a little bit unusual to uh, not have everybody here in the church today, uh, but uh, it's encouraging to know people are at home and uh, that you're watching. Uh, somebody told me once I've got a much better head for radio than I have for TV, but you'll have to put up with that today. Uh, I am, as I said, grateful that I was given this, uh, this passage to share, and if I could... I'd reach out through the TV, I'll give you a shake because I want you to really be awake today and understand that this is a great passage uh, and it's, uh, it's so full of uh, excitement and uh, prospects for us as Christians. This chapter is dynamite for us in troubled times. It's explosive in the way that these verses uh, unfold to us the blessings which God has in store for his people. I've enjoyed preparing. It's not been as rushed as usual, uh, and I believe the Holy Spirit has guided me. Uh, many uh, other people have uh, helped form my thoughts about this chapter over the years, and particularly as I've looked at it afresh now. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. We can always learn from each other, and I hope that's what we do together today. Uh, you too can search these things for yourself and I trust that you do that and as we look at this book of uh, First Peter you continue to uh, study it for yourself. First Peter is a letter of encouragement to all Christians who live in conflict within their culture. Um, Peter calls Christians to steadfast endurance and exemplary behaviour in the world that we live in giving clear instruction in how our conduct in a hostile world can bring honour to God. And I want to just say that the world is indeed getting more hostile towards Christians uh, day by day. And uh, as we look at this chapter, it will help us and encourage us, I trust, that as God's people, uh, we have such a wonderful hope for the future. We face difficult times, um, and uh, that is evidence to those around us uh, that our faith is real, how we face those difficulties. Doctrine and practice are linked here. New birth gives uh, a living hope in the midst of the difficulties. Our behaviour and our conduct demonstrate the grace of God to a hostile world. The passage encourages us to lift our eyes uh, from our present difficulties and trials to the vision of what lies ahead. Although we suffer trials and grief in this life and we wait uh, for an inheritance, uh, we are told that can never perish, spoil or fade. And verse 8 seems to be a climax of the joy that results from faith. God has accomplished salvation through the work of his son 
And uh, the focus of our faith is on the person of Christ himself today. Perhaps uh, Peter had in mind John 20 verse 29 when uh, he penned verse uh, 18 here. That reads, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And that takes us in today. Though we do not see Jesus now as Peter did, we like Peter love and believe in him and are filled with what? An inexpressible and glorious joy. Last Sunday, Andrew gave us three pegs uh, to give us peace and security in uncertain times. They're found in verse 2, and they are true of every genuine Christian. We have been chosen by God the Father. We have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit. So with this in mind, Peter launches into praise and he says to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and he paints for us today a picture of a living hope that is ours in Christ. We sang of this this morning, earlier in the service, a cat shared that hymn, In Christ Alone. And it says this, In Christ alone my hope is found, he is my light my strength, my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm and COVID-19 or whatever else comes, what heights of love, what depths of peace when fears are stilled and striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. Do you know that pilots still need to be able to navigate uh, even if the plane has autopilot? They can't fly if they don't know how to navigate. They need to know how to read the gauges and set the course just in case the autopilot fails. And that's equally true in our Christian lives. You can't run on autopilot. You need to know the glorious truths of this chapter today for yourself so that you can navigate in these uncertain times with absolute peace and certainty. Let us uh, let this passage speak into your life this morning. Verse 7, uh, for example, tells us of the, that valuable as gold might be, and although it lasts a long time, we are told that it eventually perishes, that it fades. It will be valueless in the marketplace of eternity. And they tell me as I read in Revelation, they make roads out of it up there, Sam. But faith, on the other hand, faith purchases an inheritance that what? Can never, never, never fail. Your super balances no doubt have dropped during COVID-19. You can have no confidence in material things. They're at best very fleeting. Uh, But to be safe... And secure for all eternity, that is great news. It's fantastic, isn't it, to think that we, as God's people, can have absolute assurance that we are safe and secure for all eternity. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, My faith in Christ alone is the assurance today of my salvation. Salvation is not an abstract hope for a Christian, it is a guarantee. 
uh, Christianity is the reality of a better future that affects our present hope. Now, we face uncertain times. This pandemic is giving us uh, time to reflect, but it's not the end. It's the start of a new normal. What you do when you come out of this pandemic will be important. And First Peter chapter 1 gives us hope. It's not a flippant wish, but a sure reality. Now, what we face today, staring us in the face, problems, difficulties, fears, struggles, they will not define us. Faith defines us. Our faith is what defines us as God's people. Verse 7 assures us that our faith, when uh, proved, uh, assures us that our faith, when proved genuine, will result in praise, glory, honour, when Jesus is revealed. Now, verse 4 tells us that our future inheritance is reserved in heaven for us. Now, you can have a reservation at a restaurant, not that you can do that just at the moment, but the table might not be ready when you arrive. Um, You can hire a car, and often when you reserve a particular type of vehicle, when you turn up to pick it up, it's not there. It's not available, they give you something else. Reserve doesn't really mean that much anymore, but when it comes to our internal inheritance... It is reserved, we are told in this passage, by God in heaven for us. That is great. Our um, reservation, uh, God's res- reservations are good and when God reserves something for you, you can have confidence, your inheritance is waiting for you. No one can rob you of that hope that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now get your Bible out if you haven't already done it because uh, I want you to, don't take my word for it this morning. There's only nine verses here. They are so easy to read. You could read them yourself today and uh, think about them and let God speak them into your life and check out that what I'm telling you is correct. Verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us a new hope Uh, or a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And of this passage, Strees Griffiths says, and I quote, the resurrection of Jesus is the absolute cornerstone of our faith. And it's through his resurrection we have a future to look forward to. And what about that future? It is a future, we are told, of grace and peace. And I want to say today we don't deserve it, but we do enjoy it. How secure is that future? How confident can you be in that future today? Well, verse 4 gives us that confidence. He brought us into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And where is that inheritance? It is kept in heaven for us. This isn't a description of what we enjoy here on earth, but it's a description of what we will enjoy in heaven. And this is our inheritance reserved in heaven for us, for those who are born again by the Spirit of God today and 
have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, we can take for assurance that these verses are ours today, directed to us. And yet, even though it is reserved in heaven for us, the best is yet to come for us. And there's not too many people in the church today. I, there's a, the guys doing all the technical stuff. But if I sort of cast my mind around, I can envisage Kevin and Kate sitting up in that back left-hand corner. I can see Mary and uh, Norma sitting over there. And uh, Sam's down the front. Sam's not normally there. Uh, and Josh and Rachel sit over, usually in the second row. I can picture that. And uh, in the middle, Kylie somewhere and Susan and Denise is a bit further back usually. You know, what this says to me is all of these wonderful hopes and uh, all of these wonderful things that we've been reading about in the Bible and all of these people that I'm imagining are here today, I want to say to all of you today, for us as God's people, the best is yet to come. What we are experiencing today is, is just a momentary blip in eternity. But what we will experience when Jesus returns and we are with him, the best indeed is yet to come. Verse 5 tells us of a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Salvation is the final display of God's power through which we are justified. In the last time, it's not a reference to a particular day that you can mark on the calendar, but it's a reference to a fact that at one decisive, eternal moment, God will vindicate us and reveal our salvation and Jesus Christ will return or he will take us home and these things will become a living reality for us. So looking uh, to that beautiful moment uh, in the future when... uh, we will be vindicated Peter says to us in verse 6 look for it have a look at it yourself he says in verse 6 in this you rejoice but before the rejoicing happens there is the reality of living um, in this world that we must endure first I want to read to you verse 6 and 7 it says this in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief In all kinds of trials, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though it's refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in what? Praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. The reality of our earthly life is that we suffer. That suffering is revealed in many different ways. It's not just through persecution, and that's a daily reality in many parts of the world for God's people, but through death and sickness and broken relationships and economic suffering, broken dreams and and so much more. And it's important that we pick up on the meaning of what Peter is saying here today When he says, for a little while, you may have had to suffer various trials, he's not saying that our suffering is just for a little while. We know from bitter experience that suffering can sometimes go on for many years. 
What Peter is doing is drawing a comparison between the length of our earthly suffering in comparison with the eternity of grace and peace that is our living hope for the future. Becoming a Christian is not a pathway to an easy life, but it does mean that we have an amazing future with God waiting for us And whatever we suffer here on earth, one day, in comparison, um, we have wonderful joy ahead of us in the future. And one day our, our suffering will fade in comparison to that joy that awaits us. And that's always been the journey of faith for God's people. And it's been recognised since the beginning of time. Peter acknowledges in verse 10, Concerning this salvation, the prophets uh, who prophesied of the grace that was to be yours made careful search and inquiry. And he goes on to say in verse 11, they inquired about the person and the time. Peter's not saying that the prophets were trying to work out an exact date when the Messiah would come, but they studied and they prayed hard to determine the circumstances uh, that would need to be in place when the Messiah did come or would come. But all of that was revealed to Peter's readers through those who came to evangelise this area in Turkey all those years ago. Where these churches were established and now, despite whatever their sufferings and their trials, they had a real and a living hope for the future in that first century church. Now this is, a, this is just an overview of what uh, 1 Peter uh, up to verse 12 is telling us today. What can we take home from this today? He wants to reassure these first uh, Christians that they were what? Chosen by God for all eternity to salvation and that they had a very real hope for the future and even though the downside if you like is that they were living as strangers on earth and their experience is our experience too we too each one of us have been chosen by God we too are living as were in the world as strangers passing through it. I want to remind you today you're not permanent settlers. You are temporary residents in this world. And that can bring about all kinds of misunderstandings as we interact with people and challenges and sometimes heartache. And sometimes as Christians we are misunderstood. People don't Understand that in the midst of all these difficulties and trials we can have such optimism and such hope for the future. But just like the early Christians, we live out our life in the sure knowledge that one day, one day our suffering will end and that we have waiting for us in heaven what these verses tell us, a perfect indestructible glory the gift of God himself to us and yes we might suffer 
and life might be difficult and our struggles may go on for many years. I would never presume to understand your circumstances today or maybe the pain that you experience today. Maybe the, the hidden things that happen in your life that nobody else knows about. Perhaps you're struggling today with your health. Perhaps you've received some disturbing diagnosis recently. Maybe your family dynamics are stressful. One thing I've learnt as I go through life, everybody's families have got their own set of dynamics. Uh, None of us are perfect by any means. Everyone has their difficulties. But you might have something happening in your family today that no one else knows about. And it might be breaking your heart. Some of you might be struggling in business or employment. Perhaps you've lost your job or you haven't been able to get a job and now this COVID-19 has made it even more difficult. Finances might be tight. Or you've poured yourself into a dream and that dream is failing. It hasn't worked out. Maybe you need some help to navigate your way through today. And that's okay, it's okay to seek help. And we are a family, we're only a small group here at Montmorency, but we are a family together who care for one another. And if people are struggling, then we want to be able to help. And no matter how desperate the situation, there is always hope. But as we put our struggles into the bigger picture of eternity and what we've been reading about in these verses and realise that our current difficulties are nothing in comparison to the weight of glory that's ahead for us. When Christ is finally revealed on that last day, so if you are struggling today and if you are filled with doubts and if your life perhaps seems full of difficulty and you feel lost, and maybe you're struggling to find God in the midst of some of the things that have been happening to you during this period. Maybe you're overwhelmed and momentarily you forgot today that you're a child of God and that these verses are very real. This is powerful. This is the word of God today and it's a word for each one of us. As we uh, journey together and uh, even if we do feel that we are struggling in the midst of of a chaotic life, perhaps you're finding it hard to just discover today what it is to be a follower of Jesus. Then Peter's message is a simple one. It's hold on. Hold fast to the faith because our suffering and our struggles, we have read this morning, our suffering and our struggles are temporary. But the future glory that's ahead for each of us is eternal and it far outweighs anything that we might currently experience. I want to encourage you today, hold fast to the faith 
in the sure knowledge that God in his love is holding on to you and he will never let you go not in this life and not in the one to come take verse 8 with you as you go into this week ahead it says though you have not seen him speaking of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ though you have not seen him you what? you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy may we be grateful today for each and everything that God has blessed us with and as you go uh, into the week ahead maybe the restrictions will change maybe things will free up a little but go in the sure knowledge that you have an eternal hope ahead and one day those who have been born again and placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ have this absolute security today an absolute um, belief that when Jesus returns we will go to be with him now we organised a hymn earlier for us in Christ alone and I quoted from the first verse earlier I want to just share the last verse with you as we finish no guilt in life no fear in death this is the power of Christ in me from life's first cry to final breath Jesus commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns and calls me home here in the power of Christ I'll stand so go forward into this week with great assurance that you have a wonderful inheritance ahead and this book will be a great encouragement and blessing to us as we journey together Sam's going to come back now and uh, he'll close our service God bless you